And we join on the line now by our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Top of the morning to you, Mr. Kenard, the rest of the AM live listeners. I'm getting a call. I don't know who's throwing things at me, Mr. Kenard. You know, <laughs> this is not a time to be getting a flu, is it? <laughs> uh, how would I know? I don't even know where you are. I don't know what you do. So I, I can't oh. even go there. But where I can go is to the markets. <laughs> the Asian markets in the red. Oil slipping further there, yeah. Clive. It's unfortunately the case, Akina. Okay, it's been a very, very tough week uh, for the Asian markets. I thought that maybe uh, it would have done well, particularly following uh, some very strong results coming out of the UK and the Eurozone yesterday. But it seems like uh, the price of oil is all but done uh, with taking the Asian markets down this morning. So the Asian, the Nikkei, uh, which traded by, down by 0.13%. Uh, recovering from an area losses of about 0.4 uh, earlier on earlier this morning. The Japanese benchmark index had also enjoyed five straight sessions of gains and has now nearly 10% since November 9. The answer to your question earlier about why we are in the red in the Asian market has to do more with what the companies that are participating within that market have been doing. I'm looking at the threat right now, I'm looking at the graph, and it's showing that obviously over the last 24 hours, how low are the oil prices dipped in actual fact and a lot of pressure. We were expecting to hear some news yesterday from OPEC. It seems like the meeting will still continue today. Uh, it's not all the member organizations that will be there, but most importantly, the decision makers. And so it seems like they're still struggling to curb that issue with the price of oil, and that's what's creating a little bit of an uncertainty. Uh, the Bank of Japan also announced that it would uh, buy 10-year Japanese bonds. Uh, I suppose uh, uh, that should have boosted a little bit of confidence in the market. It hasn't done so, unfortunately. We've got the Kospi, which is unchanged, also down by 0.02%. The Hang Seng down by 0.12%. The ASX in Australia is down also by 0.4%, unfortunately. Uh, shares of the Australian oil companies also were lower than Kina, if you include the likes of Santos, which fell by 3.2%. And you also have Woodside Petroleum, uh, which has also lost 2.02%. So the MSCI Asia Pacific, on average, is down by nearly 0.5% this morning. Mm. And then, of course, there's a new president in the United States and your favorite person, Janet Yellen, having to face a, a grueling grilling session in the House of Representatives. I thought if, they, if she was going there, they would compare each other's hairstyles. Who's got the better hairstyle? <laughs> I'm not going to go into that, you know. I'm just leaving it. The third chair of Janet Yellen appearance uh, appears before the Joint Economic Committee of Congress, this main event of the market today. And it's uh, very likely that the chair will have to come under fire with politicians, obviously both sides of the aisle, trying to find out what the new policy would look like. I reckon that it's going to be a very tough one because obviously uh, we've been seeing already the response from the market with regards to Donald Trump's policies and what they think. Uh, we know the decisions that he's been making, he's putting together his cabinet. We don't know what it's going to look like by the end. Um, hopefully it's going to have more flavor than uh, uh, tasteless spice, um, somebody said on Twitter. It's not me. Somebody on Twitter said that. Uh, I'd like to share uh, um, a clearer signal uh, that we're going to get a rate hike in December. Maybe that will come out as well. Uh, but things are going to be very politically charged. Uh, that's hard to know if we're going to get any useful information out of it. I think that the Republicans uh, will be governed by the win and the fact that they are at the helm now. So they will try and make sure that uh, they obviously control where the direction will be headed uh, for the Fed. Unfortunately, it's not that easy because some of these principles have been there for a very long time. 
But I do think that the economic argument for the rate hike is very, very strong uh, for December Sakina. Indeed. And then, of course, um, uh, it's a Thursday. Yeah, it's a Thursday today. So we have an investment theme. Uh, Some of the most expensive retail spaces in the world, where do we find those? Sakina, you know what I was thinking to myself? I thought to myself, maybe Sakina has been to some of these shops uh, huh. in the world. Chances and, uh, are not. With us? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so, so let's have a look at uh, which ones came on top. I mean, we've got shops along New York, which is the Upper Fifth Avenue, which are playing the world's highest rent, uh, I can tell you right now. It's quite incredible. You can get rental there for up to $3,000 per square meter. I don't know how you even justify that, but that's the kind of... Pricing that we're talking about, the likes of Cartier uh, or Abercrombie and Fitch uh, and Apple and have flagship obviously floating on the Fifth Avenue stretch on 49th and 6th Street uh, in, in New York. You've got, you've got also uh, French, French um, uh, uh, and Paris. Uh, Paris in particular, which is also there. Or is it Paris, as you would call it, uh, Sakina? (laughs) (laughs) You've got that. You can get apartments there. You can get retail uh, space there for up to $1,368 per square foot. So that's quite very expensive. I mean, you're talking about close to about, what, that's... 40,000, 50,000 rand of of, of a square meter. That's ridiculous. This is is ridiculous. (laughs) And and obviously Italy wouldn't stay behind. Uh, um, uh, And Venezuela is also here. I don't know how they got here, but Venezuela is also here. But I tried to look at South Africa as well, Sakina, to try and see where would be the most expensive square meter uh, within. And obviously the winner becomes Sensen. I can't believe what you can pay for a cent in these days. You know, there's a 900 rand per square meter. 900 rand per square meter. That's close, I'm sure, to the uh, uh, Michael Angela somewhere there. Are the places that you'd like to play around, Sakina? You know, Centum Square? No, you know, no, no. Street, it's not exactly Maud my street. hangout. No, no, no. no. Maud Street, Maud Street, next to the KFE there. You know no, no, you know? no. Fredman Drive, Fredman Drive. <laughs> and no, it doesn't excite me at all. Not at all. Okay. But that's just okay. me. Then, I know some people who are excited about that. I thought Cape Town would be on top, but it's not, actually. It's got some of the most reasonable uh, uh, retail spaces. So even if I include, for example, um, Central Cape Town Day, they come around about 540. That's the most expensive I've got. KZN is the cheapest in the country. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying it is the cheapest. So I don't know why head offices are not moving to KZN in actual fact, because it's right next to the harbor. You've got the sea there. You've got your shipment there. I'm just, am I, am I promoting something here? No. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, I, 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 I think we could leave it right there. Thank you so much, Clive Ntozabanto Ramatibela. Uh, back with us again tomorrow. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.